This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. It's 9 a.m. Friday morning on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org, and it's time for Chamber Chatter, which is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps. My name is Mark Snyder. Let me introduce my two guests joining me today via Zoom technology, Frank Camerano. He is the president of the Nassau Council of Chambers of Commerce and Gina Coletti, co-chair of the Suffolk County Alliance of Chambers. Frank and Gina, first time on our program. Welcome to Chamber Chatter. Thank you. All right. Also on the big show today, Genie in a Bottle. We'll take a look back at the wishes these organizations had for their business group. And on Ask a Leader, I'm going to turn over the mic and I'm going to let our guests ask the question. So, Frank, I'm going to start with you. As I understand it, your career began as an electrician, then moved into health and fitness, then meandered into construction, back into health and fitness, back into construction. Yeah. Do I have that? Do I have that? Right? Somewhat partially? Yeah, I think I need to take drama with me. We're moving around so much, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So so tell my audience, like, how did all of that lead you to where you are today, president of the Nassau Council of Chambers? Um well, you know, we we our second gym that we built, which I'm sitting in right now in East Meadow, um, opened up about 2002 and uh, we had joined the chamber uh, back then. And my father's partner at the time, you know, went to chamber meetings here and there, you know, and I knew folks from being a gym in the area, you know, in East Meadow. Um, So I was, you know, pretty well known, but about 2015, uh, one of my friends was stepping up, you know, we got the email that he was going to be president of the chamber and he was asking for people to be part of the board. So, I really had not much of it. I won't say I didn't have an interest in it per se, but I hadn't thought about it. And I said, Hey, you know, if I can help, you know, great. So I wound up, um, my accelerated learning curve for it was, I became a a board member. It's a two year stint, uh, about five months, six months into it. Um, they asked me to be vice president the next year already. Um, got board member of the year. Then I became vice president in um 2016 and in 17 and 18 i was the president of the east Meadow chamber uh chairman of the last two years now as um i actually started as vice president of the chamber i started attending here and there general meetings for the for the council i like the folks i like really like the idea of uh, meeting people from other chambers you know a mixed a mixed crew you know world mixed crew but you know it was more of like it wasn't even for me such at the time um, finding out what works for them and what doesn't because there I was just looking, you know, I was just interested in, you know, meeting new people and, uh, you know, there it was, you know, then it evolved into more of a business for me, you know, for me, business chambers became, um, a, a business, a non-paying business, you know, but a business. So here I am, uh, you know, I've been president for about a month or so with the council, very delighted to do that. Um, it's my second full-time job, um, uh, but I take pride in, you know, so that's kind of, 
it was like maybe a six or seven year swing. I know Gene has been, I think, you know, you'll get the Gene a lot longer than I in the chamber business than I have, you know, formally, but that's where I am. You know, so I'm in the catbird seat with you, Mark. There you go. We met, we met when I was president of the chamber in East Meadow, right? Maybe that's like four correct. or five years ago. Something like that, that, right? That is correct. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you on your uh, new role as uh, chamber president for the Nassau Council. Um, Gina, your bio looks pretty impressive to me. Uh, from numerous <laughs> Women of Distinction Awards to several small business leadership awards. Uh, tell my audience how you got where you are today. Okay, so I am currently in real estate. I'm obviously the co-chair, co-founder of the Suffolk County Alliance of Chambers. Um, when I was in banking, I was in Citigroup for 20 years um, in corporate finance and ran, wound up being into the financial centers because everybody felt that I was a people person and I was such you know a good networker. And so I wound up in the branch system. And part of that, my uh, responsibility was to become involved with the Chamber of Commerce and to network and do business networking through the Chamber of Commerce. So I joined my local chamber, uh, which is the Nesconset Chamber of Commerce, because I, I live in Nesconset. The branch was in Lake Grove. There was no chamber in Lake Grove. So I joined the Nesconset Chamber and I became very involved, similar to Frank saying, you know, the story how, you know, you get involved and you just kind of keep going. And and um, I joined just as a member, then I became a board member. Uh, and I was on the board for many, many years and then uh, became, I was elected the president of the chamber. And then as the, as I was the president, I doubled the size of the chamber of commerce within like the first year um, and, you know, basically doing it on networking and, you know, just getting people involved and doing a lot of different programs and different events that had never been done before. And uh, while I was the president of the chamber, I had done uh, the downtown revitalization, the, the street light project across Smithtown Boulevard. That was, you know, something that was needed in the town and it got accomplished. It, it was done um, and it was beautiful. And, it, you know, that we could put all the, the decorations, the holiday decorations. It was a big project. But part of that project was a big learning experience. Know, knowing that you had to deal with all levels of government and all different types of government. It was county, you had the town, you had the highway department, you had all the different levels. So it was a, a true learning experience and realizing though at the same time now how challenging it is to be in a chamber and trying to get one project done and off the ground is not so simple. I'm sure Frank, you could nod your head on that one, right? <laughs> Everything is challenging. So I know. So um, I got that project taken care of and um, that was also, when I had won that uh, one of the awards was the Suffolk County Woman of Distinction Award that following year. Um, but then, you know, it was sort of like, you know, the light bulb had gone on. I, I was always in real estate for so many years and uh, I was involved with Nassau County in the respect that they, I, the company that I had worked for had the contracts for all of the landmark properties in Nassau County. So, working in Nassau County so much and getting to network with a lot of the, you know, the leaders in Nassau as well as in Suffolk um, and working with the chambers, of course, you start dealing with everybody and started to realize, and Nassau obviously has been in existence, the Nassau Council of Chambers 
for so many years and Suffolk never had an alliance. They had attempted to do it a couple of times, but they never had anything formally complete and off the ground. And I had uh, worked with Vision Long Island on a, a few different levels uh, when I was the chamber president. And, well, and, and through that, you know, Bob was on the board of the Vision Long Island with Eric Alexander. And I, you know, started talking to them, like, how come we don't have anything in Suffolk? We should have something in Suffolk. And so we co-founded it. We created the Suffolk County Alliance of Chambers back in 2014, 15. It was just like formed. And we started, you know, hit, hit the ground running. And um, ever since then, you know, we've been growing and, and it's it's a beautiful thing. I mean, we've been helping the, the chambers for what is it like seven years now so and it's it's all good stuff i mean we're helping to educate them and help them through all the issues that come across so that's it uh for my listeners you made a reference to a uh, bob bob is the co-chair bob fonte co-chair of the suffolk um alliance uh, he was on our program a year ago yes we're gonna we're gonna talk about him when we do our genie in a bottle segment um but you touched on something that is probably the single most often asked question on our show. You talked about doubling the size of your membership in Nesconset. Right. There's probably not a program that goes by, and my producer, Dan Cox, will, an engineer will agree, where someone doesn't say, how do you go about yeah. boosting your membership? How do we get more members? It's our, it's our biggest struggle. So you kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Okay. Because I want to jump back to Frank for a second, but I do want to come back to that. Frank, um, uh -oh. Gina had talked a little bit about, touched on the history, the long history of the Nassau Council and the relatively short history of the Suffolk Alliance. Um, for my listeners who really don't know, like, well, what is a Nassau? I know what a Chamber of Commerce is, but... But but what is the Nassau Council of Chamber? Like, what is what is the role of your organization? So well, what do you tell people when they ask you that? Um, well, a lot of people reach out to us thinking we are a chamber, right? Like the Nassau County Chamber, which right. we're not. Right? We're an umbrella, right? I mean, like there's a Queens Chamber of Commerce, a very large, they're a chamber, but man, they're they're, they're Queens, right? So it's a, a huge chamber. Um, decades and decades ago, um, no, uh, the difference. Uh, time, you know, time frame aside, right? The difference between the Suffolk Alliance formation and the uh, National Council's formation is people didn't necessarily um, are independent, get together and say, hey, we need this. The chambers actually did it. You know, the chambers decades and decades and decades ago got together um, and said, you know, we're in need. You know, I mean, they literally got to get to have to have to get together, right? And so they came together, and uh, I think there was like 10 or 12 at the time. There was more chambers than that, but initially, you know, got on board, but I guess that, like, we're going to call it a committee or whatever, and uh, informed us. Mm -hmm. So now I come on board, and, uh, you know, I've been involved with the, with the council only maybe, like, I don't know, six years or whatever, uh, with a large organization that's been around for decades and de decades. You know, I, kinda, I call the chambers kids, in a way, internally. <laughs> we got kids all over the place, you know, and uh, yeah. So I mean, the um, it, it's uh, it's there. There's a diff the dynamic is that we were formed by the chambers themselves, okay. Not 
not, I mean, we, we call ourselves umbrella and we are umbrella. Okay. But we're not really a governing structure. You know, we're more like an uncle and aunt. We're not the parents. We're, you know, we're like, right. well, you know, Frank, you know, Frankie, you better like, you know, you want to think about this again, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, um, our main goal as the council, as the umbrella of the chambers in Nassau County uh, is to support our members who are our members, chambers of commerce. Okay. And that's it. Now there's other things we get involved with. And of course, Gene has been involved with a lot of upstate stuff with, you know, laws and, 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 you know, generally promoting small business here, which we do all the time, especially during the season. But our primary goal is supporting the chambers. So the chambers can then support the local businesses, large and small, you know, typically smaller in their communities with the, now what we have together, and I'm not going to speak for Gina, but is the uh, love for what we do. Okay. And the total belief in the chamber system, meaning the best way to help small businesses in general, you know, in the Suffolk and Nassau County is to start at the local level. You know, where we're, we're you know, ground up, roots up kind of thing, you know, and, and, you know, that's how can I help you, Mark, unless I speak with you about what's going on, what your needs are. Now, if I know you, well, we have a lot in common, whether, whether we're in the same community or not, you know, that all helps, you know, otherwise I can, you know, we could be throwing money and throwing labor forces all over the place. We'd be shooting in the dark. So what better way to do that than to have a local organization it just so happens most chambers are let's say they're all volunteer doesn't mean that they don't have some paid staff but they're all volunteer get, get them on board where, where they can help their buddies their friends you know the communities the churches the, the schools but in a way where it's a circle right it's a circle where they help them and you know it's, it's understanding that uh, chambers and local businesses support the community so the communities can then su support them too, you know, and that's really, I know it's a long explanation or a long answer for you, but that's really what the council is about. You know, my job is to support chambers. So I guess I could have answered that with three or four words. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, your elevator speech is I support chambers and then you get off at the next <laughs> floor. But if you yeah. have a little more time, then you give us an answer like you gave us. Um, right. Before I get back to Gina, what what decade was the um, was the National Council formed? Was that like back in the forties, fifties? You know, for me, yeah. Oh, I, I have to look it up. I, no, no, no. I, I think I think it's been around for like, geez, I should know this, right? Um, I think it's like forty years. Yeah, oh, it's, I think it's I think it's more. I think it's like uh, forty two. It's, it's not fifty. It's like maybe forty six, forty seven, upper forties. Okay, cool. Hey, so Gina, I want to get back to your Nescontent membership boost. Uh, one thing I'm certain of, and that is that a lot of chamber members and board members and leadership uh, listen to this program. So for those that are listening and for my listening audience too, um, how do you how do you go about doubling your membership in one year? Like what were some okay. of the what were some of the initiatives that you put into place that benefited you? Well, me myself just as a my as a person, right? I am a very, very friendly person. I love helping people. I've always helped people no matter what I've done my entire career. And um, and I enjoy helping people. And I have a very good rapport with people. And I basically just 
hit the ground running and went out to the businesses in the area that were not members of the Nascansa Chamber. And I also, because I was working at the bank at the time, um, a lot of my clients at the bank were also very local small businesses. So I reached out on both sides. I reached out through the neighborhood that I lived in and I reached out through my job. And I just talked to as many people as possible and basically told them what the benefits were of becoming a chamber, you know, a chamber member and to join. And they did. And it was really, and honestly, it was, it was extremely, it was a great experience because everybody would always just thank me for explaining the a lot of people don't even know what a chamber is like just educating them on what the chamber of commerce is and that in itself is tremendous you know people open up a business and i see it even on like in real estate like people are looking to open up a new store or whatever it is a, a new business and i tell them are you a member i'll ask them are you a member of the chamber of commerce and some people are like what is the chamber of commerce where is a chamber of you know they don't even know so i educate people constantly on what a chamber is where they are, how they could help you, how they can support you. And it just continuously stems. And it's and then people just they just join and, and they tell their friends and their friends it's like any other any other network. And then we would have events where um we did an event one time when I it was the first time we ever did it. We did a casino night where they had never done a casino night before. And we had like an um, unbelievable crowd. It was like I can't even explain it was tremendous. And we had hundreds of people there that weren't even chamber members. They brought friends to the event. So it just kept growing from there and there and there. And it's just a way of it's just a way of networking. You just have to network and talk to people and get the word out. It's like anything else. But honestly, if you asked me one word, I would say educating them. Education. That's it. Yeah. And, and you know what else? There's an expression I like to use. It's that enthusiasm isn't taught. It's caught. Absolutely. And if you're enthusiastic Right. about what it is that you're selling. And clearly, you know, you're out selling the chamber and all of its benefits and its merits. You know, um, before we take a break here, uh, in my, you know, time as a traveling salesman, I'm on the street a lot visiting with small businesses. And I come across all different types of business owners, those that don't know what a chamber is, those that have heard a chamber of a chamber, but they've never been approached. Those that were a member 10 years ago, got upset at a meeting because a board member said something that hurt their feelings and they never came back. Right. And then there is a bunch that think the Chamber of Commerce is a bank. And uh, to this day, and I asked them, really, where is that bank located? And they kind of remember a bank called Commerce Bank about Commerce 20 bank. years ago. And I think it was downtown. Which is now TD Bank, right? Downtown, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. So yeah, it takes all kinds, but that's a, that's a great story. And I hope uh, some of our listeners took some notes. All right. We're going to take a very quick break and then we're going to come back with Jeannie in a bottle. And that's where we're going to take a trip back in time to learn what three wishes our organizations had for their business group and how they've made out. We'll be right back with Frank and Gina. Welcome back to 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. I'm your host, Mark Snyder. This is Chamber Chatter, a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTunes Shoppers Discount app. With over 2,500 discounts island-wide, download the MapTunes app. That's MapTunes, M-A-P-T-O-O-N-S. 
or you can simply visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. My business leaders with me today are Frank Camerano. He's the president of the Nassau Council of Chambers of Commerce and Gina Coletti. She's the co-chair of the Suffolk County Alliance of Chambers. Okay, so right around this time, we typically play genie in a bottle and that's where our listening audience learns about the three wishes that our guests have for their chamber organization. However, since both groups have been on this program before and gave us their three wishes, let's review them keeping in mind that we were hit with a global pandemic right around that time. So Gina, uh, one year ago, we had your co-part, your uh, uh, partner, co-chair Bob Fonte on our program. And it was right around the time the first vaccines were rolling out. And uh, here's what he wished for. Number one, he um, wanted to level the playing field for small businesses. And he asked, why was it that the big box stores were allowed to stay open during the pandemic, but the small businesses were not. And he talked about lobbying local, county, state, even uh, federal officials to make changes that will make it easier for small businesses to survive uh, during trying times like these. Um, how you doing on that front? Well, it's actually, it is a very valid, valid wish. Um, because at that time, obviously the world was upside down. Um, nobody knew where to turn and what to do. Uh, we, as the Suffolk County Alliance of Chambers, normally have quarterly meetings and we pivoted into weekly Zoom meetings with all levels of government from the governor's office down to, we had congressmen on, we had legislators on, we had county executive on every single level level of every week we had the police commissioner on the Suffolk police commissioner giving reports and whatnot and one of the big concerns and I had brought this up Bob and I both had brought this up was how is that so how is that fair where like a, a Costco or a Walmart could be open and there, there's this massive amount of people in there because it's so large, right? So, you know, why is it that a small business in like a downtown that might be a thousand square feet? If if anything, why don't you do it, do it on like a per square foot basis? I had brought that up to Steve Ballone on the Zoom call. I said, why can't we incorporate some type of a consistent concept on how to approach this because you're putting all these small businesses in danger and, and at a risk of going out of business. And and it was trying to think outside the box and say, you know, how come we can't do that? Like if you're in a small store, me personally, maybe I would feel more comfortable being in a smaller venue where there's only one, two or three people allowed in at a time versus being in a Costco where, you know, there's hundreds of people and there's hundreds of people out online. So it was a very you know, a tenuous time, obviously, for everybody. Um, and, you know, it things have changed, obviously, as things evolved. I mean, they got worse before they got better. Um, but, you know, leveling the playing field is obviously something that, you know, we want to continue to push, you know, and say, you know, just let's just be fair, like to these small businesses, but at least shedding light on, you know, these things that are obviously concerns, like how could we fix this and, you know, do anything that we could possibly do and bringing it to that level, like we're constantly escalating the issues up to Albany and it goes, it comes down, it goes Albany, it's, it, you know, we deal with the state, we deal with the county. And that's part of what we do. You know, we're supporting the Chambers of Commerce and 
obviously helping the small businesses is what we're all about. Just like Frank says, it's just supporting the chambers. So yeah, mm. it's extremely important. Okay. Well, number two, uh, along those lines, he said uh, we want to make sure small businesses are classified as small businesses. He said New York State and the federal government uh, presently classify small businesses as 500 employees or less. Right. And he wants to reclassify small businesses as 50 employees or less. Right. Well, because, it, you know, that was something else. And on those weekly Zoom calls that we had with the chambers, you know, we also had the head of small business administration on for Long Island, the regional director. And we also had every week we had the head of the small business development center um, from Stony Brook University. We've had Farmingdale University to talk about, you know, all the things and all the ways that they could help them financially with all the programs, the PPE, the idle programs, like completely educating them on everything. And that was a constant education every single week it was fluid everything was changing and constantly constantly pivoting so it was this this influx of information that on a daily basis would change and then we would recap everything on the weekly basis it was really incredible but as far as um as that is concerned i mean we basically have um pushed it we brought it up to the sba um and in the beginning, they left out even some of these programs. They left out chambers of commerce completely. Um, that, that they couldn't even get any funding. So we were the ones like raising our hand, like with the red flag, like "Hello, guys! Like you're forgetting about us here." And not just us, but like not for profits. And so we were the ones barking, saying, "You know, we have to fix this. You can't leave them out in the cold." Chambers of commerce. They get their revenue strictly from fundraising. I mean, how else do you exist as a chamber, right? You have to fundraise all the time. Right. And, fundraising and fundraising is by doing right. events. And we couldn't do fundraising events. Nobody could do fundraising events. So it's like they were like scrambling. Like, how do we how are we gonna make through this, get through this? And in the meantime, they were omitting them from the programs. So it was it was it was just but we were the ones, you know, basically saying, you know, we have to escalate this because it has to change. So we're like, we're the voice. And then, you know, it's, you know, and Frank and I, obviously, we talk about things all the time, you know, and how we could do collaborate, right, Frank, and try to do things together and, and get things to a better, a better scenario for everybody involved. It's just, just a, it's an effort, but that's what we're here for. Okay. Uh, you made a reference to SBA um, in your answer. That's the Small Business Association. Yes, correct. Yeah. The Small okay. Business Administration. Correct. Administration. Correct. Sorry about that. Okay. Yes, the Small Business Administration. Yes. See, yes. I'm here to pay attention to what you're saying and then respond. That's good. It's details. I'm so used to just saying it. I guess yeah. it's like it's a lot of acronyms. Our, uh, yeah. A lot of yes, acronyms. Yes, exactly. The SBA is Small Business Administration. SBDC is the Small Business Development Center in Stony Brook University and in Farmingdale, that's in Suffolk County. And they are, they, they're free. Like these programs are all like the Small Business Development Center. They do business plans with, with people. I was working with them way before when I was in banking. I used to work with them all the time. I would refer a lot of my clients, my business clients to them to say, they'll help you. You know, they, we do, you know, preferred programs with banks, like, you know, they can get loans and whatnot and doing business plans and people aren't even aware that that's even there. And it's completely, completely free. It's like, it's amazing. And, and that's it's just the out there. S and like I keep saying, it's educating people really is what it's all about. Letting people know and communicating to them what's out there and what's available to them. 
And that's the SBDC? SBDC, Small Business Development Center, correct. So what's the ACDC? <laughs> okay, number three. Uh, Bob said uh, he wanted a reclassification of zoning on yeah. Route 110. He said there's over 10 million square feet of office space. Uh, what was he talking about there? Well, obviously... I think he was saying, I know there's a lot going on on Long Island. I happen to sit on the Suffolk County downtown revitalization panel uh, for many, many years. Um, so, you know, we're the ones like if you're a small chamber of commerce or if you're a bid or if you are, uh, you know, a rotary, whatever the case may be, and you wanted to apply for some funding um, to get some work done in your uh, in your town or in your village, you can apply, but you have to apply with the municipality and you can try to get some grant money every year. There's a pot of money out there in Suffolk County, but you have to be aware of it and you have to apply for it. And it's a process, but it's worth doing because you can get a lot done. Patchogue was the person who the uh, the mayor Pontieri had done that in Patchogue. That's how it all started, actually, Amazing. Um, back in the day with the um, Suffolk County executive at the time. It was Steve Levy, and he was the one who actually incorporated this whole concept. And it's still in, in place, and it's a great concept. But what he's saying is rezoning because, and, and it is honestly, especially post-COVID, zoning is tremendous. Uh, you know, I'm in real estate. So I see like this, all these small businesses, a lot of the buildings that close, the commercial, I do commercial and residential, the commercial empty buildings, right? What do you do with these buildings? And if you don't have the, the openness to be willing to adapt and to pivot and change with the times, because obviously we have a new normal now that we've never, ever seen before. And if the zoning was become a little bit more flexible and you know the towns and villages realize that there's a major need to adapt and they have to i mean it, how do we survive if we don't we can't look back and say you know what long island was like 50 years ago is not what long island is today they just redid the long island railroad or right? think about it it took them forever and a day to redo that and they are and they're putting tons of money into fixing it because they had to. It's like you have to adapt to that change. So it's it's really zoning is the key to a lot of of issues for small businesses. And we had one of the I'll never forget like when we first started and and this is you know you know what we go back to is like we took surveys. You know we surveyed all the chambers and said what's your concern? Like what's your biggest need? What is you know what are your main pitfalls like what is it that you need from us tell us because how do we know really and, and unless we ask you and a lot of it was um obviously funding right that's always number one is you know funding how do we get grants how do we get this how do we get that but also um infrastructure okay so infrastructure is also part partnered with zoning right so the infrastructure issue was really more of about like trying to open up say you want to open up a restaurant it's all tied back to the, the health department right it's the county health department and the water and the, there's so many pieces of the puzzle so all of the chambers had talked to that so we had this is just one example we literally i invited the the suffolk county the department of health the commissioner to come to and speak to all of the chamber members and and it was like a great meeting he had him he spoke with like two or three members of his staff 
and explaining the issues and talking to how to get things accomplished and where to go and what numbers to call. And it just, again, educating everybody. Yeah. If you tell us what your problem is, we're going to help you fix it. And, and that's pretty much, you know, like what that's what we're doing and zoning like we, we can't we can't ignore how important zoning is because nothing can change unless the zoning changes so it's like it's a process and it's all every town and every village is obviously you know its own they're all unique in their own way so it's not a simple fix but talking to it and bringing it up and escalating it and and just consent you know you have to, you have to keep talking about it because if you don't well, talk about it, it'll never change. Well, Frank, uh, speaking of reclassification of zoning, when um, Dennis Grossman, your uh, predecessor, was on our program, which was just literally days before mid-March and the pandemic hit, um, one of his wishes was he wanted to see more mixed-use opportunities for some of the downtowns, um, specifically adding second floors above businesses to share some of the tax burden. Um, your thoughts on that? Um, well, I mean, that's been, you know, you, you're catching Dennis at a disadvantage because look what just happened. He had the conversation. I understand. That's been happening. Truth be told, as Gina can, can you know, confirm, Vision Long Island's been a, a big supporter of that. Right, Gene? Oh, you know, absolutely. So, without, yeah, a doubt. So, without a doubt. That's happening. I don't know how that's going to solve, you know, the world's problems, you know, all by itself. There's a lot of problems. No, it's yeah, but it's not it's, all by itself, but it's part yeah, of it. It's, yeah, it's, it's 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 a great thing to do, but it is happening around us. Is it like know? what? Where is that happening? Because I haven't seen it in my travels. That doesn't mean it's not happening. But where do you see that that kind of second level development happening? Uh, it's it's I think it, by train stations more. Okay. You know, I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, I could have, uh, you know, got some, you know, numbers for you, and I'll send them to you. You know exactly what towns are doing it. No, 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 but no, they, no. You're right. You're right. Be, it's above. It, it's more. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm technically from. I am from Franklin Square, but my, you know, my chambers in East Meadow. We don't have one here. You know, but you, you're going to see that more in like, you know, Merrick, Belmore, all where there's train stations where you have a hub, quote unquote, a hub of stores to start with. You know, mm. there. And they're either going to be either build on top of or replace them from the get-go with what we're talking about, commercial below and residential above. You know, yeah, No, no, no. It, you're right. It's happening in Farmingdale. It's happening in Copeg. I've seen it there. I train think stations, it's, right? Yeah. It's happening yeah. in a lot of towns, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and we're, we're, it's called a TOD, like a transit-oriented development, where, you know, they're Working around the mass transit, right? So obviously there's a volume of people. Um, Patchogue has it, you know, they built everything around that train station. Everything is all the, and then that's kind of, it's a collective issue. It's a collaborative, you know, effort by everybody, right? So you put these, you know, mixed use buildings, you have commercial on the bottom, you have, you know, retail above it, uh, apartments above it. Um, I just did, just did one in Spionk, the Spionk train station. I just finished the last lease that went in on the commercial, and there's apartments above it. You know, brand new development, 38 apartments, four retail stores on the bottom, and four apartments above that. But behind it are like 38 brand new apartment apartment buildings. You know, apartments, not apartment buildings, but apartments. And, and you know, they're all it's popping up everywhere. They just did it in Riverhead. 
the same yeah. thing. It's like, right, they're not on the train station, but Riverhead is the same thing. They're popping up there too. Lindenhurst just did it. Ronkonkoma Hub, if anybody has looked at Ronkonkoma Hub, is like booming, tremendous. And I could tell you, I live in the town of Wisconsin, as I said. Uh, we have a, a new supervisor, Eddie Wareheim. He's been in for a few years now, and he's doing a great job. And part of his, um, he was always on the town council for a very long time. And we had uh, a different supervisor for many, many years, Pat Becchio. Um, may he rest in peace. He passed away a few years back. And he he wasn't as proactive when it came to rezoning and, you know, doing going vertical, let's say, right? But and thinking a little outside of the box. But Ed Wareheim as a supervisor has been much more proactive. Uh, the Hop Hog Industrial Park um, has is the you know the largest industrial park on the eastern seaboard, where a lot of people aren't even aware of that. But they went through a major analysis of that industrial park and how much revenue it's generated from that industrial park and all of the businesses that are that are doing business there. And they realized that they should consider rezoning it. And they are. They're putting um, in the they're putting in not so much every part of it, but they are going to be putting in like a, a live work play concept right inside the industrial park so that if the younger people want to just be like a live work play and they'll have the mixed uses. And that's what they're talking about. It's the retail on the bottom, the residential on the top. But you have to be you have to be open. You have to have you know that willingness to adapt to the, the way that the world is changing here on Long Island. Yeah, smart, smart growth. Yeah. All right. Um, yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, there, gonna, there you <laughs> go. I know. Vision <laughs> Long Island. Eric. We're gonna we're gonna take exactly. a quick break. It's so true. Uh, yep. When we come back, I want to explore your three wishes for your organizations. And we're going to do a feature called Ask a Leader. That's where I stop asking the questions and I let each of you take the mic. This is 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. We're coming right back. Okay, we're back. It's Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps. Let me reintroduce my two guests with me today, Frank Camerano, president of the Nassau Council of Chambers of Commerce, and Gina Coletti, known as Gina in a Bottle. She's the co-chair of the <laughs> Suffolk County Alliance of Chambers. And speaking of Gina in a Bottle, let's get back to our Genie in a Bottle segment. And I like to ask our guests what three wishes they have. Now, Frank Camerano is new as president of the Nassau Council of Chambers, and I know he's got ideas and plans. And um, what's on your mind, Frank? What three wishes is the genie going to grant you? Um, the, uh, Gina is not going to grant me any wishes. Uh, I have a list of things, a, a long list of things we need to work for uh, to achieve. Uh, I'm just going to zip through them real fast. I know I'm breaking from from tradition for you. Um, being, you know, chamber like concentric, whatever it is, uh, I'm going to loop uh, the rest of the Nassau chambers uh, into the council. Believe it or not, as many chambers as we have, there's a few floating around out there that are not members. Can't explain it. You know, I haven't been around forever. There are. Oh, there are. Yeah, there are. Yes. You no, know. I I know there are. Frankie's going to get them. You no, know? again. It's kind of what Gina 
was talking about before about membership, you know, to a chamber. Um, the advantages of that, plus look at what a grant money is going to be coming through the council, you know, moving forward. So that that alone's worth it. Uh, chambers need help with infrastructure uh, internally, right? Um, Mark, you get, I mean, I meet tons of them, obviously, being part of the chamber family I am, but you're part of your job. You, I could imagine everyone's a new reset on you. And then year to year or every couple of years, it's like, oh my God, what's going on, right? right. So I want to help them, you know, with continuity and, uh, you know, the workings of it. Sometimes, I mean, I was fortunate enough to come into a, a big, strong chamber from the get-go. East Meadow was. So I just, my job was just to make it better than ever, you know? But a lot, a lot of times when people come on board, um, they're working, you know, with an organization that's not quite as set up, you know, as East Meadow was. And I can't take credit for that. You know, folks before me did that. Um, elected officials, uh, you know, they're coming and going. We had a big election, you know, uh, but the truth is, I think, you know, organizations in general, but chambers, I guess, in my, for my take in particular, need to have a, um, a better relationship with their elected officials in their areas. Uh, and then, of course, for the council to work on, you know, filling in the pieces. I mean, you know, they have their needs. Uh, it seems that some chambers uh, are really good with that. You know, in other chambers, it's, it's like that it doesn't even exist. You know, they're running blind. So we need to, you know, it might seem like a, a petty thing, but really, truth be told, it isn't. You know, I mean, you need to work with it. And look, Gina has been talking about, you know, uh, the Suffolk Alliance um, doing most of what Gina said today, you know, is about them doing stuff uh, for chambers, right? And not in lieu of chambers, because a lot of the stuff she spoke about, a chamber doesn't really get involved with that. Um, when my goal is, you know, on my little list, I'm going to go through it's getting bigger, but is to have the chambers do as much as they can, right. To help them do that. So that's what be elected officials. Um, I want the council to work more with other organizations. Um, we always did in the past. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's been a lull during COVID, but I think in the past several years, it's been a little of a love and we need to pick that up. I think I'm doing an okay job with that. Right, Gene? So uh -huh. far. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. We've been working collaboratively together for sure. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Offices. I want to say offices. Uh, the council needs offices. Why? Because we're going to be doing a lot more stuff. Okay. We need a, a home base. We don't have one right now. Uh, virtual. That's about it. Uh, we need more. We do have staff. We need more staff to do all the things that Frankie wants to do for our chamber members. Um, we need better communication with our kids, which are the chambers, right? Um, and everyone else. It's, it's, sometimes it's like pulling teeth, you know, uh, we all get along great, but it's sometimes, you know, you need to reach out and sometimes things happen right away, you know, and you, and you can't wait for six emails or three emails or four emails before it sinks it all around. So we need to be able to like, you know, trigger pull in a way to get things done or reach out to our, our, our chambers better, you know, cause we have a, a lot of them, um, in-person stuff been fighting for it for it you know, right through covid on on the council end you know we were almost we were strictly uh you know zoom stuff at a time even when i thought personally we could have started to trans you know you know like transcend or or move into uh you know mixed mixed use per se a little bit of both and we kind of with dennis kind of like was very you know he he felt that we really should stick with zoom i don't want to put words in his mouth but pretty much you know as long as we could you know, for safety. And I was a little bit more riskier kind of guy. So I, I, I love in-person stuff. And uh, just an another thing, storage for chambers. You'd be, you'd be surprised how many chambers do not have storage spaces. You know, they want to do stuff. 
they have things even donated to them. They don't know what to do with it. It's in their basement, you know. Hmm. Um, and and what I mean stores for chambers is there's got to be a way. And actually, I'm working on a few different a- avenues for the council to get storage for chambers if they need it. You know, it doesn't you know some chambers are, are good to go right where they were at. That's fine. But a lot of them really do need that. You know, morphing into other things chambers that need phone numbers you know a lot of times chambers you know you're calling the person that's running the chamber at the time you know more let's just say more of a virtual office you know the virtual i don't want a virtual office for the council granted but for chambers getting a solid virtual office if they don't have one on their own um most chambers i don't think do you know they're mostly virtual but get a really solid Mm. you know those are my three expanded to 30. so you know but i could keep on going (laughs) Frank, question for you. I, I know there are a handful of uh, NASA chambers that are not part of the council. Yeah, a handful, right. Why, why wouldn't they want to be? I haven't even spoken with them, you know, yet. You know, I have to, this is one of, this is on my punch list, Mark, right? So, I mean, is, um, is, it, is it about dues? No, no, no. Pay no. Dues? I, the truth be told, you know, I mean, we've been around for a long time. They just like not. You know, if I would run into a, a person that might have had contact with one of the chambers, uh, from way back, maybe there was a story, maybe there wasn't, but I, I, I just don't think they are. I think it's just a matter of reaching out, to, out with them, uh, having a conversation, and see where they're at. Look, the truth be told, we're all in this together, right? You hear everybody say that. Right. Uh, but the Chambers, a long time ago, um, you know, decided that we were all better working together, right? And that's what the council is for. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's, you know, shame on me at this point. I've been president for a month. You know, it's a shame on me. That I, haven't <laughs> to, I haven't gone out to them yet, but I need to, you know, for, how about this? You know, as I said before, you know, my goal, you know, the, the council's goal, in my opinion, our number one goal is to help chambers, period. Because we believe that chambers are the best solution to helping small businesses or conduit, to, you know, to, to doing that, right? So uh, we either got to up the ante, you know, as a whole, as a council, whatever, or, you know, get another job. Right. But that's that's when, when it comes to the, um, you know, these other chambers that are out there. I think they just need to be contact, believe it or not. I don't even know, you know, in, where I've been around. I haven't heard any stories at all about any anything where chambers haven't want to be haven't want to be part of us. It just hasn't happened. You know, look, at the end of the day, we make a decision. Right. A chamber is a business. The, the council is a business, right? The subject alliance is a business. You put your cards on the table. Uh, you know, do you feel as an organization like the rest of us? You know, it's more of a chamber thing, not as a council thing, that you'd be better off everyone, all the, the chambers working together or not. And and if they don't, which I don't think they will, why would they? Then they'll come on board. It's just a matter of, you know, look, I'll take it on the chin. It's, it's you know... You can talk, big, but at the end of the day, you know, I've had 30 days and I haven't reached out to them yet, so I need to do that. You know, and I need to get out there with the other chambers, too. Remember, we're, we have 45 others, you know, that are members. You know, I've been out a bit, but I can do more. So there's my there's my stump speech. Gina, how many uh, Suffolk chambers are not part of the alliance? I would say probably about maybe nine or ten, something like that. But a lot of them are... the the far eastern chambers, although Montauk Chamber is joining. We do have some of the Hamptons, but there's a lot of smaller ones out there also. That, that And the, I think part of the reason um, is because they, they are so far away, even for them 
to try to get to meetings. It's hard because, you know, we even though we try to be very uh, sensitive to the fact that Suffolk is tremendous when you look mm. at how, like on a map, like how big we are, right? I mean, it's it, we go from Route 110 corridor all the way out to Montauk Point. That's a lot of mileage to cover. And, you know, we typically would have our morning meetings from 8 to 10. It's really not an easy thing for people to get to. Um, and we, even though we bounce, we try to be fair and we try to do Western, Middle and Eastern. It's still, even for the Eastern, for them to come all the way in, it's, it's, it's hard. So they, yeah. I guess they feel just locationally. You know, we're not quite as compact as Nassau County, you know. You are three Nassau counties. Yeah, we are. We're, That's we're the absolutely. size of Suffolk, the three That's Nassaus. Right. Um, yep. So let's talk about your three wishes for the uh, Suffolk Alliance. What do you what do you think? What do you got? Uh, one thing that um, for sure I know uh, Bob and I um, have been working on for years, along with the Nassau Council Chambers, um, and VLI and the Long Island Business Council also, we've all been um, trying to push this uh, legislation for the small business deferred uh, savings account, like an IRA for, uh, for small businesses. Um, and the whole concept was, uh, when, we, when this was kicked off many years back, um, was to try to allow small businesses in there and like if they have a little extra money put it into the uh, that you know small business ira but also use it almost like as a rainy day fund where they could tap it if they needed to tap it without being taxed on it to take mm. it out and <clears throat> if this would have passed believe it or not like when we proposed this many years back when covid hit that would have been a, a real time a lifesaver to a lot of the companies. Exactly. And so it, it is being revisited and we're re, you know, resurfacing this whole concept because it's now more important than ever. And they now see it crystal clear how that it would have been such a benefit and they just didn't push it through. So, you know, that's one thing that we are still working on, hopefully, you know, pushing it up, you know, through Albany and, and getting that done in, uh, in 2022. That's definitely number one. Number two, I would say, um, you know, with Frank coming on board as the new Nassau Council president, um, first of all, congratulations to you. You know, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that you're doing a phenomenal job now, and I know you will be in the future. You were doing a great job even prior to is one of the things that uh, we would like to do is to collaborate more with the National Council of Chambers. And we have, we did one meeting jointly um, in Huntington. It was in June. It was the big kickoff that we had um, for once COVID was really starting to ease up on everybody. And we had it over at the Paramount Theater. And it was just an incredible, I thought, you know, good effort that we put together to get, you know, the two counties of you know we've worked collaboratively together and just see what we could do as a you know think about a concept you know the concept of it is you know this strength in numbers right and we always say that like even just the alliance when we formed it there was strength in numbers that we joined and we band together and if we band something in national and try to work more as a team and collaborate and work jointly i think you know we could really make a difference that's and, a great. Um, that's a great. It's a great wish and very doable. Yes, and you, I, you know, I. What do you got? I wholeheartedly great? believe that it, it can be done. And my third wish um, would be, 
to um, this is something that we wanted to do when COVID hit. That was the year that we were seriously talking about doing a, like an annual award dinner, similar to what National Council does. They they do that every year. Yeah. Um, and we were working on on getting that off the ground and we couldn't, obviously, because nothing was nothing was allowed to happen. So um, that's something that um, Bob and I are you know hoping to do in this in this coming year in 2022. It's a good one. The legislative breakfast is uh, very successful, Frank. So exactly. uh, I wish right. you good luck this year with it as well. All right. So I got one minute for each of you for our Ask a Leader segment. Frank, I'm going to start uh, with you. Um, being new in the role, I'm sure you have a question for Gina. Uh, Gina, I'll give you a one minute answer. So Frank, what do, what do you think? And what would you like to ask Gina? Gina, from a uh, Suffolk Alliance you know, standpoint, how do you envision your, let's say, nut and bolt role in the next 24 to 24 months, you know, one to two years, looping in, you know, the rest of, I guess, the chambers in your area, your area is huge, and the ones out east. Do you have a plan for that? Yeah, I, I actually. The out east ones, I right. do. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, and it's honestly, it's just physically going there and talking to them and coordinating meetings and, and asking if we could become, you know, be in, in one of their meetings, um, whether it's a board meeting or a member meeting, just to, you know, kind of introduce ourselves to them. Um, I have, I literally walked into the Montauk chamber. I took three days off. I worked every single day this entire summer and in the first weekend of October, I went out to Montauk for three days to breathe with my husband and I went into the Montauk chamber office to talk to them because in, in the past they hadn't joined and I spoke to the woman. She was wonderful. And it's like, just really a matter. She was like, I, I am so glad you came in. I've heard so much about you. And so I educated her on what we do and they're just not aware of it. And that's, this is what I keep saying. It's just, you know, you just have to, you know, make the time and the effort. And obviously, you know, this has been a very hectic time for a lot of people. And now, now that things will hopefully go back to semi-normal, we'll be able right. to do so and, and, you know, get more people involved. Great. We're running a little short on time. So Gina, a question for Frank. Frank, give you a one minute answer. What do you got, Gina? So since, all right. So I do have a good question regarding like the fact that we are looking to, um, you know, to do an annual awards dinner. If you were to say, um, if you think back, and I know you've been involved for a long time, maybe, um, what have you done right? What have you done wrong? And what would you do differently for the awards dinner? Is there anything that you would say you wouldn't necessarily do, or you think that you should do, or you would do differently? More time, per se, for the pictures. We need more. Um, legislators tend to come a little later. Plus, it takes up time, and those are the things that last forever. Uh, mm -hmm. Start with the programming of the breakfast a lot earlier, like soon. You know, maybe in January, February, it's a huge event. Right. I mean, it's the tail end of October, but, <laughs> you know, we have sponsors right. involved. We usually start about in June. What are we talking doing? You know? I start planning, right? Okay. Yeah, we start, we start, I think we need but those two together. I think the earlier planning will, will, will help. And, of course, other things is we're starting online edition which was starting with the um, with the you know, the program and all that, make it more interactive through the year. So it's not like a one and done thing. It's kind of sitting, but it's kind of interactive. We're still working it out with the website. You okay, know? got you. Yeah, okay. One minute. Okay. Those are two very good suggestions. All right. 
Thank you. Special thanks to my guests for joining me today. We had Frank Camerano, president of the Nassau Council of Chambers of Commerce. Frank, good luck in your new role. Thank you. 2022. Uh, Gina Coletti joined us today. She's the co-chair of the Suffolk County Alliance of Chambers. Gina, I'm glad it worked out. We can have you on the program. Absolutely. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast. You can visit WCWP.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. And did you know you can watch this very program on YouTube? Yep, just search WCWP Studios. Special thanks to my buddy Dan Cox. He's the director of broadcasting here at WCWP. And he's also my engineer throughout the pandemic. Thank you, Dan. And to my listeners, remember, always keep your local businesses in mind when you're making purchases or you're utilizing services. Yes, it's that important. Project Independence in You is coming up. Merry Christmas, everyone. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit wcwp.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.